bed. <laughs> we all took an hour nap and we, we're refreshed. We, we all took an hour nap. We're back and ready to roll. Hey, what are we toasting with today? Hey, um, this is part two of DC. Same, the old fashioned same isn't that shit. Old fashioned, still good. I just opened the hand up to a whole new world of alcohol. <laughs> Sebastian, I'm drunk. Sebastian's still still here. Say what's up, Sebastian. What's up? Yes. Say, it, say it louder. What's up? Yeah. Thank you. Um, we want to reintroduce ourselves. Yeah. Um, I know we just said I don't have to go first, but I'm going to do it anyways. But I'm Steven. Cole. Nabil. Hannah. And let's get right back into it. Um, we're doing Washington D.C. again, baby. What are we? What are we doing first, Danielle? TV from Washington D.C. TV. TV from Washington D.C. Um. Corey in the house. Legend. Legend. I'm your man. Corey, Corey. What's Corey, the what's the daughter's um catchphrase? That's what they That's call what me. That's what they call me. Yeah. Um, only ran for she, 34 she's episodes. A, she's an Instagram girl now. Yeah, no, yeah. She's an like, should we check in with the whole cast? Good for I, her. I, I did some research. Oh yes. yeah, let's hear some updates. Uh, Jason Dolly, who played Newt, is now 27 he, years old. He's now Paul Dano. He's now Paul Dano. Yeah, truly. Um, he later starred in the Denver set program. Good luck, Charlie. Oh yeah. Um, and per Wikipedia, when not acting, he takes classes in philosophy at California Lutheran University. <laughs> okay, he so put that in there. Yes. <laughs> he totally fucking put that in there. I also love, though, that I don't I'm know more when. more than an actor. I don't know when that was added, but I love the idea that he just regularly takes yeah, classes. Yeah, it's like when he's not too busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mayara Walsh, who played Mina, is 31 years old, so was older than both Kyle Massey and Jason Dolly by four years. Uh most recently had a supporting role in the Smash Lifetime movie, Her Boyfriend's Secrets. I was going to say, where do I remember her from? Starring Stephen Acevedo and Cole Gerthoffer. Yeah, good pronunciation. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Madison Pettis, who played Sophie, the president's daughter, mm-hmm. um, is in fact, yeah, now an Insta-thought. So. Well, she's an Instagram star. Yeah. How old is she? I don't 20. like this term insta-thought. <laughs> I only think of thought in a positive way. Yeah, I didn't mean it in a negative way. She she's just, a businesswoman. She's a businesswoman. Good for Madison Pettis. Yeah. Kyle Massey is pedophile. Cur- currently being sued oh. for allegedly sending sexually explicit images to a teenage girl. Oh, which yeah. is- hey, hey, but that wasn't Corey, though. That was that was <laughs> Kyle Massey. He unequivocally no. denies it. Separate um, the art from the artist, baby. Oh, my no, God. That's so creepy and gross. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Is it ever? Um, American Dad, we also watched, which is still airing. <laughs> I... It's, it's in on TBS still. It's been around for a long time. We watched the pilot, and honestly, the pilot was not great. I hated it. But yeah. also, I know that I'm like, I know everyone's going to be like, this is not Hannah's thing. Hannah does not like this kind of stuff. So I always try to go so open subvert mind. the expectations. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is good. And I hated it. It was so stupid. <laughs> it was it was pretty dumb. But I, I think it's got the general critical consensus that it's better than better written at least than Family Guy. Probably. They actually have actual stories. It's a very broad and there's satire. Like a, there's a point of view, even though it's it is like anyone could do it. There's it, a point yes, of view. It is. Yeah, and they got Roger. It's satire of the patriotic right. Rogers, the alien is funny. Um Veep. God tier. Gauze that is. There's, so, there's some seasons that aren't good. I didn't terribly care for the past two seasons. Oh, Veep? I, the ones who just the ended final Veep. one yeah. actually didn't 
I haven't watched the final. The season. final one is not it, not close to its best, but it's not as bad as the least favorite season of Everybody's, which is the season before. Yeah, but like the, f- the first like three seasons, individual were, like, performances the in that show, and season four is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, season, yeah, season one season through four, four are great. R- Richard, I like whatever the fuck his name is. Richard Split. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say Sam Richardson oh my is my God. favorite. Yeah, he's person. so funny. funny. He has so the best good. lines. He's so funny. He's so good. I don't really care. He's got like a fucking doctor and a veterinary. He's like so funny. The best one is that in this season where it's revealed that. His uh, his his last name is Splet, but his mother's maiden name is Spelt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's like Richard T. Splet, I don't know why I said that. I don't have a middle name. Yeah, my middle name is John. Oh. <laughs> and um and in uh, do people care about the spoilers of Veep finale? I do. I do. Come okay. on. Okay. I, I do. I, I will I do. say okay. that okay. I without spoiling it, I will say that I really like shows about bad people where they are shown as bad people but there is a light and there is a good person and mm-hmm. in the end that person is rewarded yeah you do like that yeah okay that um <laughs> also timothy simons yeah. is very very good zach woods is in a few episodes yeah. timothy simons though is also a famous hannah mesh's crush Who, which yeah. one is that <laughs> jonah yeah, jonah really <laughs> not I jonah that. the character i feel like i have the same taste in men as you <laughs> what tall and like, gangly yeah <laughs> he's like six nine it's like yeah. every, it's like everything that i wish i I was. The, I love in my whole thing. The season four episode where they they're on they're all giving testimony and they all just there's a part where they just rattle off all the nicknames they've called Jonah. <laughs> yeah. And one of my I think my favorite one of all time is Cloud Botherer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love I love the early Veep jokes where like Mike lies about having a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's such and a then good he's, like, he's on the hook for the boat. Yeah, yeah. I, I like when they don't know how old Sue is because they keep finding her in pictures like oh yeah from like yeah. the 1800s or whatever. There's so many that's great so running good. jokes like how how Mike's uh, adopted child hates him. Yeah. And, and it is like the funniest that. show on television. Or it, it was. It was. Dude, Mike bought me a case of beer at CVS. What? Yeah, yeah. Matt Walsh. Yeah, Matt, Matt Walsh bought you a case of yeah. beer. I like uh I was at CVS with my friend Grace and um she and she was like a huge fan of his and didn't recognize him. So <laughs> I, I, I so like, I, 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 I like saw him and I was like, Hey man, like big fan. I wasn't like bothering him or anything. Yeah. And uh and I was like, and this is my friend Grace and she just like walked out because she thought I was fucking with her and she didn't like <laughs> register that it was him. But like he was like, Oh, great to meet you, man and then like he paid for what he was paying for and then he was like and then what this guy, whatever he's getting, he paid for wow. like, a case of beer. I do feel kinda of bad for Matt Walsh because there's another Matt Walsh who is like a terrible a conservative, conservative pundit. Yeah, 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 who's just god awful yeah. and just terrible things. And, and I he's think- really funny too. <laughs> he's like funnier than Matt. <laughs> no, I I think he has all of the like handles though, like Matt, Matt Walsh. Wa- official, whatever. Yeah. yeah, so Matt Walsh the the comedian gets so much shit online yeah because the other matt walsh is just like evil but he is so funny i do have to say i think veep it was better when it was more focused on like the banality of evil and like how like like very low stakes things could snowball into very significant terrible stuff when they really upped the stakes and it got more ridiculous i think that it was like the comedy got a lot more i was gonna say in a similar vein, another show that is partially set in DC is Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And I, this is like a really unpopular opinion, but I only really like the earliest seasons of Parks and Rec, including season one, which everyone says to ignore. Oh, because really? I like when it's about how stupid bureaucracy is and how like at a base level, it's really hard to change things. And like people will fight against it at every turn. Yeah. And there are still some good people, but even when they're trying their hardest, they're not necessarily 
guided in the right way and i just like that aspect more than like whenever a show in our age feels the need to do like a trump comparison or when they kind of go off the rails in terms of like political stuff that is just like beyond the scope of the show i'm just like this is like kind of dumb i agree but when they go to dc it's it's in my opinion right before kind of like i don't think parks and rec is ever bad yeah but i think it goes down it's never a good bit. i think any <laughs> i think any sitcom that goes for seven seasons the characters just become characters exactly themselves. like the last season of veep jonah like just became gross for the sake of being exactly gross, and it just wasn't as good i agree um he does a thing where he smiles when he's not happy you know what i mean oh. does he? he or he like smiles when he talks <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about i don't what's think? the next show where he okay. delivers his lines and he's um okay. I was going to mention Decker really quickly, which, uh, is, uh, yeah. which is Tim Heidecker's, yeah. like, parody of, like, anti-terrorist, like, 24 <laughs> big, stuff. Big fan. So funny. Fan. It exists, like, within the universe of his web series on cinema. So it's, like, Tim Heidecker. The bit of the show is it's supposed to be Tim Heidecker as this conservative, like, blowhard guy who thinks he's a badass making a show like 24 where he plays yeah. the guy who's, like, like Jack Bauer, but his name is Jack Decker. <laughs> and it's it's much funnier in the early seasons of that show when it was like really low budget yeah. and he could like barely deliver his own lines. And it was, yeah, yeah. It's like just so good. It's like. You agree? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what were you going to say? Then uh, nothing. I was just prepared. No, I don't think he had any. I really don't yeah, know. I, had I don't had nothing. It's just so good. It's like, it's like. Just, I honestly think it's one of the best satires of, like, the patriotic right I've ever seen. Like, there's a part where... Yeah, n- now it's, like, a little too close to Trump impression. Like, I, I, it definitely... But he also, like, got ahead of that, too. That's what I was going to say, is that it was a lot funnier before it became a before, period of time where it was like, is he doing a Trump impression? Yeah. Because it wasn't supposed to be that. Well, I think it was supposed to be like in the early times of like when he saw the writing on the wall and thought that's where we were going. Yeah. The Americans I watched. Americans is so good. It's really good. I only watched the first two seasons, but it- Doesn't it, it like get better? I heard that it gets even I, better. I heard yeah. that it's, it's a Mesh's like family. Sick. Yeah. Core um, value. Carrie Russell and Matthew <laughs> Reese are like oh my God. amazing so in it. So good. I don't. I haven't watched all of it, so I don't know the full thesis of the show. But like, basically, it's like it's two. It's like Soviet spies and U.S. CIA people, and it's like basically like nationalism will end terribly for anybody. Basically, like, and it's just too like a a story about like raising children in this age and yeah. stuff, and how like religion ties in and yeah. American values with that. And yeah, I mean, I haven't even seen all of it, but it's it's really good. Um, Homeland. I, oh my God. I I actually really liked the first season because it was like about the intrigue and it seemed to provide like a like serious, thoughtful look at somehow someone who is very patriotic can feel betrayed by their country. Um, and but it got mad racist. Yeah, I heard that every subsequent season got like dumber and more jingoistic. And also, I watched the first season eight years ago, so I don't even know if that even holds you up. You love that show. I remember you. I did. You I, I was, was, I was first really season, into it. The first it. season, like everybody really liked, and then on a later season, they filmed in like Pakistan or something, and they hired yes. some people, and they were like, "Okay, you can speak Urdu, like write scary Urdu phrases and graffiti," and they were like this like really racist thing, and so like the people, mm. the set production people, like did not speak Urdu, so the people who are Pakistani and could speak it just wrote things like like "fuck homeland" homeland and like is racist, "yeah, homeland yeah. is racist" and stuff, wow. and I think it made it into the show. Yeah, That's it did, fantastic. which is awesome. So yeah, um, House of Cards. <coughs> Bless you. So We're all you. ill. So uh, I, I would like to point out I'm drinking my entire old fashioned. Yeah, she is. I'm going for it, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I never really liked House of Cards, honestly. 
Bless you, dude. I think it's. I never you. watched it. I think it's very hard to do a show. I mean, okay, literally all of the House of Cards issues and terrible things that come with it. I think it's hard to do a show, and they couldn't suspect this, where it's like the president is evil, and then like yeah. a, a, an evil president gets elected, and they're like, "Well, fuck!" Like, I just thought it was handy. <laughs> and then the fake evil president is like a. It's also evil. Like, yeah. Is like nicer than the real evil president. I just thought it was hammy, like. And I hate that they're trying to continue it on, like, because Robin Bright, like, despite being a talented actress, basically kind of like defended or didn't really say anything about, um, fuck, what's his name? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I literally <laughs> forgot his last name. I love that you forgot his name. Cool. Um, Kev. and uh, she now is like doing the show by herself, and they're. It, oh, I, I think it's over. I think they just did one last season. Okay, I still thought it was very like her, like she girl power, like yeah. she's in charge it now. Was a weird I was like, this is way stupid. to do that. <laughs> Honestly, the the bootleg video that Kevin Spacey made Dude, himself. Dude, that is the scariest video I have ever <laughs> seen. Yeah, too. Wait, the one where he's like, if let any... me be frank. <laughs> yeah, he's like in his home kitchen, like talking. So as dark. the character. I, 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 I want yeah. I want to know how many Takes. people were on set. Oh. For yes. that. I want to yeah. know like how many people they had to He just get his homeboy to yeah. film with his phone. No, 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 but no way cuz like I feel like they had to have it It was least, high production value. Yeah, though. it was like they had a, a couple of PAs and like it ADs was a key grip. and it was there was a key grip there exactly. I did get the most pivotal moment when the series was like quote good spoiled for me. Shout out to my college friend Eric Benjamin. Was it the the, <laughs> when, the Kate Mara? Yeah, when they yeah. Put, I was we were in a Got meeting for, for the comedy group and I was like, "Oh, I just started watching House of Cards." He's like, "Oh, has he pushed Kate Mara in front of a train yet?" Yeah, and I was like, "Okay." You, if he hasn't, yeah. I would know. Yeah. That is a yeah, that's ridiculous. One of my friends I was late to the game. Me, but I also didn't care about the show, so. Yeah. Um let's wade into some network television. And uh I am largely allergic to network television, <laughs> especially you I feel like I don't know anyone that's You're more yeah. Well, at like, least, I, at you're, least you're like the most network television literate person. Network that I know. procedurals, I will say. Okay. I'm okay. largely All allergic right, to. Fair. That's valid. Um, I'll, I'll sit back. Bones is set in DC. <laughs> I don't know anything about that show besides it's about Bones <laughs> and that Zoe Deschanel sister's on it. She is, and it's like it was on for Katie so Perry. long. Yeah. Um, and I just think network procedurals are like obviously they're inherently formulaic, but like it's so old for me. They're cheesy, and they always never seem to take issue when their characters like go outside the realm of justice to do like their own house how sure um bones i didn't really dislike it was always they always showed ads for it during american idol um yeah and we stand and we stand yeah um <laughs> but it's like she's like a she can like put crimes together based on the bones they find at the crime scene. She's that's like, sick. That's so funny. It is It is kind of fun, like a lizard brain way to like see her do that. From everything I learned about the one uh, semester I took of forensics, I don't mm -hmm. think that's possible. <laughs> no, but like, it'll be like. I also did get a C, so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe that's you. Um, I did not enjoy it. They still, and I, I just watched the pilot. I, I know I saw episodes of it here in the day. They play it at the gym a lot. Um, <laughs> bones. They, they, You're working out your bones? You gotta watch the bones. <laughs> <laughs> still use that song uh collide in the pilot wait seriously seriously stop that's like okay my best friend and i are triggered by that song it, that song is incredible because sorry to go off topic but it is in the best nathan fielder video of all where time where like he sings it, it. Yeah. god that song really that good. sketch is the funniest wait, wait, sketch wait, wait, i've ever wait, wait. seen which which sketch the nathan fielder sketch is old it's called sings, even the best yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i fucking love that one I, it's one of the my favorite videos i've ever yeah. seen on the internet um <laughs> 
I also watched Scandal. I watched an episode. Scandal I, is crazy. Scandal's dope. Is it? I only saw the first episode. It's not for me. It's a primetime soap. Like, like Carrie Washington's in that. I've never yeah, seen sorry, it, but I... Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. I'm thinking of the Sorry that you're a man. Do you guys taste. like Scandal? Do no, I've never, I've never seen it. So I've never I just seen support it. it. Does but that make sense? I support I Carrie Washington. I support Carrie Washington. Yeah. I saw her the other day. Jesus Christ. Oh, congratulations, man. I know that Scandal starts out as like a very normal... That was that was rude. Where did you see That was fucking rude. I'm so sorry. I had no reason to come at you like that. I know that Scandal starts as kind of like a regular but dramatic. Okay, can y'all chill? (laughs) Scandal starts as like a regular but dramatic show about whatever like the a fixer way yeah a DC but fixer. like i know that as, as it goes on she gets like kidnapped for ransom and just because i've it seen that like, like meme that they make of her where she's like all dusty and she's holding up the newspaper <laughs> and stuff and it's like bring her home and i'm like i want to watch that episode specifically <laughs> um ncis is one of the longest shows ever on television nice and also for the past 10 years has been the most watched show on television Boo. My family is strictly a law and order family. <laughs> um, honestly, the, the, the biggest proof that there are two Americas is that on average, this past season, more people watched regular ass episodes of NCIS every week than watched Game of Thrones. That's no insane. Way. Yes. yes. Wait. Regular mid-season, regular ass, weeknight yes. NCIS episodes. More people watch them in this country I'm than watch the people. final is, episodes is, of Game of Thrones. Is what it, does that count if they just had it on? <laughs> so when <laughs> they had it on and the person it, died, it counts. Like... However, the Nielsen system works, which is inherently flawed because yeah. it's like yeah, but yeah, there's still got to be so yeah. many people. Wow. Um, I've never watched NCIS, but I know people like it. I think we're sleeping on it. Yeah, a little bit. to speak um, on an be. old show. Um, Get Smart. Yes. My Both my fa- parents love Get Smart, and so I've seen a lot of the old Get Smart because mm-hmm. uh, we used to watch that and the Wonder Years together when I was oh, nice. a kid. Get Smart was funny. It had, and Get like, Smart is funny. Yeah. Cone, of, Cone of Silence is like a... A popular American phrase uh-huh. that has like uh, that has originated. I'm guessing from Get Smart. I think so. Yeah. yeah. What is Cone of Silence? It's just like, it, it's like a, Cone of Silence is in Get Smart as like it's like a dumb spy thing where they're like, okay, we're going in the Cone of Silence and like you discuss spy things and nobody can hear you. But like people use colloquially Cone of Silence. Oh, you know what? Regular... They did. They did a Cone of Silence in the movie with Steve Carell and oh. yeah. Um, and so like that's like from that. Not Hathaway. a lot of people Anne even Hathaway. know that. Thank you. Um, it's a good show. It is a good show. Let's move on to The West Wing, which is, I think, kind of a tricky one because I used to think it was like one of the best shows ever because like, it's yeah. designed to be cool. It's like cool characters saying witty things and the camera's moving Very around. Quickly. Yeah. yeah, if you talk fast, yeah. it's good. But <laughs> like, I've come to realize that like the ideology of that show is basically oatmeal. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like... It's I, not offensive. It's just... No. Yeah, there was a piece in Current Affairs written by Luke Savage that, like, really broke it down really well, why the ideology is, like, soft. And it's, like, they value on that show eloquence and civility more than actual ideology. And it's a lot of compromise with the right so long as they aren't, like, smugly putting down, like, far, far right caricatures. But I guess it's also why it was so popular. Like, post-9-11, like, everyone wanted to believe in a unified America. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, refreshing to see, like, politics that is civil and good and everyone's working together um what was the central conflict of that show it was just a it was just the operations of the white house the west wing of the white house the presidential administration but they're like inherently good and upright but i prefer aaron sorkin writing characters that you're like not supposed to like yeah like like zuckerberg or like steve jobs for most of that movie Mm -hmm. um Also, Tommy Shlami is, like, God-tier TV director. He, like, directed the pilot and, like, really pioneered the walk and talk thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it looks good, good performances, but it's, like, 
it's it's really ideal. It's like it's like a Joe Biden of TV shows, basically. It's yeah. like Oof. like Topical. I'm a good public speaker and I can give good monologues, but I don't actually stand for anything, even though I pretend that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, can we? Uh, oh talk yeah, about the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the blacklist is list. psychotic. The, the blacklist <laughs> is like a good show. I think it's like a cheat. It, it it aims for the tier of shows that are like kind of good and don't need to be that great. And then I think it just hits it out of the park on accident. Really, my family used to watch the blacklist, and we had to stop because we were so confused. Like they, oh really? There are so many twists. It just I think we watched maybe the first season, like the first season, maybe the second. But we were like, this is the most confusing show I've ever it's, seen. That's where James Spader is bald, right? That's yes. most, that's yes. what I know. And he wears mostly. a fedora. He wears a fedora the entire time. And he's like, mm-hmm. and sometimes he takes it <laughs> off. <laughs> um, it's it's really it's like the whole premise of the show is using criminals to it's Suicide Squad essentially is what it yeah. is. Yeah, um, and some it's really good. Squad. Good performances. Very. Uh, I it's been some years since I've seen it, but I'll support it. I'll throw it out. Cool. Should we pick? Okay. I pick Veep. I. I was going to pick Veep. Come back to me. <laughs> you, can you can still, still pick, pick Veep. Veep. No, I can't because Hannah picked it. <laughs> I'm going to pick Veep. I pick okay. Veep. Okay. <laughs> like, when it was good, it was, it was on amazing. fire. Yes. Steve. I'd go back and watch season four any day. Steven? Honestly, yeah, Veep. You know what? I'm going to pick... Um, you know what? I'm going to pick Veep. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Because hey, fuck S- me. Sebastian, do you, have a, do you have a pick? Shout it out. I've honestly never seen Veep. But, okay. Whoa. Just see it. Just but see it. Okay. Nice. Five five way unanimous. Um, hey, let's move on. Daniel, we got one more thing to talk about. What's that gonna be? Music from Washington D.C. What is that from? <laughs> Spoil you'll, it off the air. You'll have to guess. <laughs> um, unlike last episode where most of the music was bad, I actually like a lot of this shit a lot. Parliament. Parliament. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Let's uh, talk about Parliament. Coming in hot. You just um, dropped Wale. <laughs> Wale. Oh, did you say Wale? Yeah. <laughs> From the get-go. Let's Should we get it over? Let's get it over Let's get him out of the way. All right. Yeah. Wale uh, is not as bad He's as not everyone, as bad. everyone says he is, the, but the, it's just funny that in like the Wild West days of Twitter where, where rappers would just say anything, everyone was hating on Wale. And I, I saved some of my favorite tweets, which are a lot of these are still up. If you go to Tyler, the creator's Twitter, oh these tweets God. are still live, which is that this is my favorite one from Tyler, the creator to Wale. I don't think he added him, but <laughs> no. Wale fucking fails and can't fucking rap. I'm not hating. Wait. Yes, I am. I'm hating because I fucking hate that Whoa. guy. The capitalization is also yeah. on point. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs saw Wale today. Dot, dot, dot. Z, 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 Z. That's crazy. My favorite. My favorite is Domo Genesis. Yeah. Which is Wale is butt. Exclamation. Seven retweets, one favorite, dude. Where was he in his career? Machine Gun Kelly. Is it me or is Wale the most average artist in the game right now? Like he's so average that he sucks. And if Machine Gun Kelly's spitting true, that's so yeah, what is I, the universe? I hate to have to agree with Mr. Gun Kelly, but um, <laughs> yeah, please, Mr. No. Gun Kelly is my father. <laughs> Call me Machine. <laughs> Like, for a guy with multiple number one albums, I, like, can't name a single great Wale line. Like, what? Yeah. No, no, no. That's my whole thing with it. Like, Crazy. MGK really got it right. Yeah. Can you, can you He's drop so a, average. Hannah, can you drop a Wale bar right now? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> and so, no, no Hands doesn't count, because I know you what? know that Yeah, song. I know the entire rap to No Hands, because it, <laughs> it, got, it played at every kumquat party. I know all of No Hands. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> like Wale's best song is basically a Miguel song. Like <laughs> bad? No, L- Lotus Flower Bomb. He's on that? That's his okay, song. He That's slaps. his song? Yes. <laughs> I didn't say he slaps. I would never. No, 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 no. I, just to be clear, I dislike I'm Wale. not even a Wale stan. I'm just like, no hands is good. <laughs> I had no idea. I know he has that song, Bad, with... Um, Wow, he's really forgettable. He yeah, is. that's the that's the biggest problem. This with is him. crazy. That's I did research I, I, I on would, him. I came prepared yeah, I, I, to talk I, I about him. I would defend an actively bad rapper before I defended the uh, averageness what? of Wale. Um, okay, like the, people always told me that his first mixtape or his first big one, the mixtape about nothing, was good. And I listened to that. It's literally a Seinfeld themed mixtape. Okay, but I'm only like, hearing good things. It's super nerdy and like, but like some of the production is like like uh, Go Go influenced, which is cool. Um, but I feel like he was just a dude who was like kind of a weirdo oddball mixtape rapper who tried to go pop and just got real boring, but was unex- like inex- to me inexplicably very popular for most of the early part of this decade. You know, a uh, uh, hip hop artist from DC who is dope is fucking Gold Link. Gold Link yeah. rules. Um, I love Gold Link. He released an album like a week ago too. Yeah, it's good, man. It's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that his his shit is a little bit more melodic. It's a little bit yeah. more interesting. The production Danceable. is on point. He also he also collabs with like some really 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 good people. He does like Ruben and shit. Yeah, and his flows are like that's what I I look for in a rapper. Like I want someone with character in their voice. Like I could not identify Wale if I was listening to a song. <laughs> yeah, probably. the album has features with Pusha. The new one. Yeah, new Tyler, Khalid, Wizkid. It's also considered his debut album, which I think is interesting. I thought At What Cost was his. I thought so too. That that's considered great. That album's so good. so good. Um, and also he was, he was on the the 2015 XXL. He was freshman class. Yeah. Um, most people know him, I think, for Crew. Probably that song, Crew. There's money all around me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that song's great from that album. At what cost? Uh, I love Goldlink. Get it, I think get he's it great. now in stores. In stores now. Um, his like he blends a lot of genres, but it doesn't feel forced to me. It feels like a like a sincere way to like. Acknowledge his background because oh. there's also Go Go influence too, and that very fitting. The album is named Diaspora. It is. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, we, this really feels like a plug. It's not. It, he did not no, pay us. That's what we're. That's what we're here we for. Like, we like him. Um, speaking of Go Go, Go Go music is a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it's just like DC funk, yeah. basically, but like it's very rhythmic. Like there are congas and stuff. It's super danceable. Um, people know that song "Bustin' Loose" by Chuck Brown. Yeah. I feel like busting loose. I feel like touching you. Ah, ah. Can't nobody stop the juice. So, baby, tell me what's the use. I say it's getting hot. It's getting so hot. Don't take off all your clothes. Hey, I am getting so hot. So, yes, they sampled that song in Hot in Here. Oh, okay. The original is by Chuck Brown, who is like the godfather of Go Go. But one of my favorite fun facts about Busting Loose is that it was the home run song for the Washington Nationals. For, no, for a very long yes. time. It's amazing. Yes. For a very long time until they tried to replace it with Bang Bang by Jesse J. Incorrect no. move. And they said no. no. They said no, bitch. They tried it for two seasons and they went back to Bust and Loose. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. People that's got so, so mad. Well, I mean, I love Bang Bang. Okay, I mean, that's there's an iconic song. TV scene to Bang Bang that is just like a psychotic and it's in Pretty Little Liars, which is will never be topped, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. it doesn't hold a candle to Bust and Loose by Chuck Brown. I have like have a very good, power. like a wholesome DC band story. Okay. Let's okay. 
So not so much anymore, but like when I was in like late middle school, all throughout high school, probably for the first half of college, I really liked this band called Jukebox the Ghost. And mm. they were formed because they were three guys who all went to GW together, oh, which cool. is a college in DC. And they're just like really kind of weird, like apocalyptic pop. Mm-hmm. And I really like them. And I went and I've seen every album tour that they've been on. No way. Except really? for the most recent one. And they're just really cool dudes, and they're not, like, super famous or anything, but the guitarist, uh, Tommy, is super cool, and he also does cartoons, and he might be even more famous. Like, these cartoons now are kind of viral on Twitter. But, so I've, like, talked to them after shows. They're super cool. I've literally been going since eighth grade. And um, one time when I was probably, like, a sophomore in high school, they tweeted, like, hey, like, we're on the road. We're in a van. We're super bored. Like, does anybody, like, want to have us do an interview? And... I had, like, a really, really bad college radio show at the time that absolutely no one listened to. Like, it was stupid. Like, we, like, talked about John Benny Ramsey and played Grimes. Can we listen to it somewhere online? No. Okay. <laughs> it's not anywhere. Is it not on Earworm? No. Okay. And we were very low-tech. And um, I, like, tweeted at them as a joke, being like, we're a college radio station with five listeners. Like, do you guys want to be on our show? And they were like, actually, yeah. And so no way. they That's responded. So cool. And I, like, just was texting with them all the time. And they're like, okay, we'll, like, call in from our tour van. And they did, like, an hour-long interview with us on our show, just, like, fucking around. And they were the nicest people in the world. So funny. So talented. They do a Halloween show every year called Halloween, where they all dress up as members of Queen and do queen covers to plug them <laughs> i've never listened to them where there, should where should get one start with jukebox the ghost oh gosh uh everything under the sun is like when they were kind of more like alt and apocalyptic i'd yeah. say the most recent album i don't really like that much because they kind of went like radio pop which mm-hmm. like isn't bad but i like the oh, i love that i love and they, radio and it's pop. like super heavy piano like they they kill it on the piano so yeah. it's just like so weird and not really anything i've heard before Hell super yeah. cool they're really nice dudes mm-hmm. yeah they were and then i went to their show like a, a week after with my college roommates who are who did the radio show with me and they hung out with us and it was it was sick they're really nice people shout out jukebox the ghost yeah <laughs> um, before I forget, because I I literally forgot the past two times to mention songs not created by DC people, but or not created by the town's people, but songs about the town. Oh yeah, which is also bad that I forgot because I used them for the soundbite for the past two episodes. <laughs> but um, uh, the Postal Service has a song called "The District Sleeps Tonight," which was kind of like an early two thousands nice. indie yeah. synth hit. Uh, Magnetic Fields have a good song about DC too. Mm-hmm. Um, we should talk about DC punk stuff because there's a huge yeah. hardcore scene, like probably the, the best Fugazi, um, which is the the child of Minor Threat and Rites of Spring in a lot of ways. Minor Threat were like one of the pioneers of hardcore, like really fast and shit. And they, they pioneered like the straight edge punk lifestyle. When my mom, uh, my mom lived in Virginia growing up, and uh, my my her and my dad met working at the same restaurant, but she used to go to this punk clothing like thrift oh, store no called way. Commander Salamander, which is famous in DC. I don't know if it's still open. But cool. Yeah, just a fun fun DC punk <laughs> fun stuff. Fun DC yeah. punk um, thing. Like Minor Threat is really good, and they're like I don't like I like hardcore, but I would never like I would pr- I prefer like all the post hardcore stuff that came after it. But Bad Brains were also one of the pioneers of hardcore. They were really fast. Um, they also like played reggae which was cool, and they were Rastafarians. Um, they got more into metalcore, which I don't really care for, but they were cool at the beginning. Um, yeah, I prefer most of the post-hardcore stuff to hardcore, which is, like, it's not as fast and not as aggressive, and there are more hooks and more experimental. Um, Rites of Spring was, like, the first emo band mm. from D.C. Mm. They're from D.C. Um, and then Guy Pichotto and Ian Mackay 
Guy Pichotto from Rights of Spring and Ian McKay from Minor Threat made Fugazi, who are absolutely rule. Yeah, I, I'll i be honest. I, I didn't really fuck with Fugazi until like late high school, oh, really? college. For me, what really drew me to them was the whole idea of like how much money they were declining to yeah. reunite. And I was like, oh, there must be something <laughs> to this band. They, That's amazing. They, yeah. they were so committed to the do-it-yourself ethos. They never played a show that cost more than $5. All of their shows were guaranteed all-ages shows. And they never sold any merch. And they rejected millions and millions of dollars to record on a major label. They wow. all recorded on their own label, Discord. Which was like the scene's biggest label. Um, they're really good though. They're really I, I'm good. I'm like not even that into like like hardcore, post hardcore. Yeah. But every time I listen to a Fugazi song, it's good. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's they're good great. music. Yeah. Does it, my really bad uh, high school band that took place in DC? Count sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. I, I was in. A, what were you guys called? Uh, Cosmic Latte. Cosmic. Fuck yeah. It, that's the average color of the universe mapped by astronomers. Uh, wow. Based on the light that stars give off. That is a great band name. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then I was in a two-person jazz duo with my best friend, Ahad. Shout out. Um, a senior of my high school. <laughs> can, can, we, can we stream this stuff? Can we put this in the it's playlist? It's like literally nowhere. I have what, no idea what, what, what was your role in the band? Uh, in the band, I played the drums. And then nice. we were like just like kind of like a regular like kind of pop band. And then my best friend, Ahad, played the sax. And we were drum sax. And then like occasionally my friend would do like jazz violin on top. Oh, word. So, yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? And that was That's our senior awesome. project. Cool. Um, Jawbox is so the Fugazi label Discord, which was run by Ian McKay out of Arlington. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's where I lived. <laughs> uh, Jawbox is one of like the only two bands that ever left Discord to go to a, a major. They went to Atlantic, and they were still really good. They were more. They got more commercial than most post-hardcore, but really solid songs. And then the frontman of Jawbox went on to produce the Dismemberment Plan, whom I adore. Um, nice. Their album Emergency and I is like one of my favorite albums ever. When like, uh, was that? 1999. Okay. It's like really spastic and weird and weird time signatures and weird synth sounds, but like still good hooks and like it's one of the best like artistic representations of like general social anxiety ever. I Damn. think I love it. That is high Dang. It's really really good. Um, also got a shout out Ted Leo, it's from DC, um, who did like early two thousands like I guess you'd call it like heavy alternative stuff. Okay. Like you, it's kind of punk but kind of like Heartland Rock kind of like, I don't know. It's it's got good hooks. He's got an interesting voice. And then X Hex um, is, like. From this decade, it's Mary Timoney. It's like Slater Kinney esque mm -hmm. punk. It's good. Um, it's good. I said that sadly. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's not That's the same. Good. It's not the same though. Any other um, music that people want to talk about? Oh I my mean, god, so much. Parliament. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate City. Chocolate City. Great fucking album. Great fucking album. I I love Parliament so much. I have so much love for everything George Clinton has put his yeah. hands on. I, uh, well, and I was pretty late to the game. I really didn't fuck with Parliament or the whole P Funk movement uh -huh. until like late high school. Uh, but I went to a George Clinton concert and it changed my life. The man played for like four hours. He played. <laughs> it was amazing. His shows were crazy. Oh my god! And so now, like any any like piece of work that comes across my 
face that has the name Parliament or Funkadelic on it. It's it's a classic, instant classic. It's an instant classic. It's so good. Oh, my fucking God. Why is he not heralded as one of the greatest motherfuckers that ever touched the world (laughs) of music? I don't think anyone doesn't give George Clinton his Yeah, but they also don't, like, praise him the way he deserves it. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, Like, the way motherfuckers praise Michael Jackson is, like... How they should be praising George Clinton. George Clinton's dope. He's, he's so good. So I fucking love George Clinton. They weren't from D.C., but they were getting really popular in D.C., so they just yeah, recorded they, the whole they album. Yeah, they made a D.C. album. About yeah. D.C. called Chocolate, Chocolate City. City. They called yeah. it C.C. And it was basically nice. just a celebration of all D.C. black culture. It was cool. It's real cool. Oh, man, dude. I, I, love, I love George Clinton so much. Yeah, he's the man. End of story. Well, we wouldn't be talking about DC music if we didn't mention the father of Washington DC, George Washington. Bo- <laughs> no, um, <laughs> the father of Washington DC bluegrass, Buzz Busby and the Busby. Buzz Busby and the Busby and the Bayou Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz Busby of Buzz Busby and the Bayou Boys. I am uh-huh. unfamiliar, Nabil. Buzz Busby and the Bayou. Okay. Where to, where to begin? Me and the Jukebox is a fucking bop. It's a okay. fucking bop. Um, they are um, very, very, very... It's exactly what you would expect, and they're very popular within the bluegrass community. Look it up. Wow. I will. Um, <laughs> Marvin Gaye was born in D.C. I think that's worth mentioning. That's worth mentioning. Yeah, it is. Sure. Also, because I don't think he moved to... Because he went to... Well, he moved to L.A., right? Yeah. So Marvin, I don't think, no, no. Went to Motown. We went to Motown... After everyone ended up in LA at some point. Okay. Either way, everyone died. He did not in make LA, it. He did baby. not make his music. He didn't make his music. Okay. He didn't make his music in in DC. We'll find but a time worth, to talk worth, about. Worth mentioning. Worth mentioning. Uh, genuine. Yeah. Is from fucking DC. Yes. 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 Genuine yes. Is from DC. Yes. Uh, first two albums. Uh, really good actually. Uh, they went double platinum. Uh, I think I underestimated the popularity of genuine. No, genuine is not an ironic pleasure. Mother. No. 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 Genuine. Yeah. Was a movement. Yeah, no. Third, third album. Years. I think the third album went p- single platinum, and then the fourth one went gold. So yeah. diminishing I returns. Mean, but dude, well, dude, I mean, fuck it. it's still it's not nothing. Yeah, it's not yeah. nothing. It's not nothing. Um, that is the, uh, D- Duke Ellington, also born in. Yeah. Also definitely worth mentioning. Yeah. He got the the, the classic jazz standard caravan featured yeah. in Whiplash. True. Yeah. Um, True. I cannot believe that's that's for you, by the way. That's for you who doesn't know caravan. We know caravan. <laughs> um, that was yeah. Um, I don't know if we can talk about Logic because he's from Maryland. Where in Ooh, Fuck Logic. Is, I, is no, he close no, to Baltimore? Logic. I if he's hate close logic. to Baltimore, we can l- lump him into the Baltimore. Um, it's like Rockville. Fuck oh. Logic. That's, okay. that, that might be too different. Yeah. Fuck Logic. Okay, okay. And um, right. Afro Blue, which is the uh, Howard uh, University a cappella group. Oh, shit. Which <laughs> uh, was prominently featured oh. in the sing-off and one of, pro- probably, probably one of the best people to come out of that show. Uh, or the best groups to come out of that show, um, and they got like fourth place in 2011, maybe. Interesting. But I, worth mentioning, they're dope. Yeah, I definitely cede the floor on acapella to you. Um, don't ever say that to me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, that's 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 kind of wraps it up for me. Cool. Do we want to pick a favorite DC album or songs for people who can't? I, I, I would Chocolate very City. easily Chocolate City. Yeah. I would easily pick that Dismemberment Plan album, Emergency, and I. I pick everything under the sun by Jukebox the Ghost. Hold on, I'm trying to f- look up the. Um, I was listening to this Busby album. Uh, 
And the Bayou Boys just, you know, there's something different. So I'm trying to figure out what that uh, that album was. <laughs> this is great content. Yeah. Scrolling on our phones is... <laughs> okay. Um, I can't find it because they're not on Spotify. <laughs> we know in our hearts. <laughs> but you know their debut album, um, Buzz Bugsby and the Bayou. It's really difficult to say. That cool. is. It is. Okay. That's it. That's, that's it. my pick. Okay. Do we want to quickly roast the town and get out of here? There's so much to roast for DC. The Swamp. The sw- <laughs> got to drain, the, drain swamp. the swamp, baby. Yeah, just the general reverence that people hold for like what actually happens in Washington. Yeah, like, uh, the, I'd like to roast the worst high school of all time, Yorktown High School. Is that where you went to high school? Yorktown was our rival, and they were like oh, rich, snobby, racist. Oh. They sucked. They sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you lost me at racist. You had me at rich, snobby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to roast about Washington, D.C.? Me? I think that the property is too expensive. Can yeah. I hear it in the back? Uh-huh. Um, I also think that the architecture is really cool. However, yeah. let's change it up. You know what I mean? It's like, let's see a modern DC. Yeah. Yeah. What does a contemporary DC let's, let's look have like? Some, like some color in that architecture. Color. I want color. The gray, we get it, right? I want yeah. color. I want glass. I want natural light. I want Ooh. wood and metal. And I don't think I'm being unreasonable. I want brick. <laughs> I want so interior right. brick. You want a brick? I want, I want interior brick. brick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But okay. none of this white brick. No, let's. So no, no, I want that red brick. <laughs> that interior brick. red brick. This yeah. is all ending up. The Toasted Town is actually going to do a venture in DC. We're going to open a post <laughs> yeah, right? brick restaurant. We're, one of us is going to become like the city manager <laughs> of DC. It'd be sick if we can ice town that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.